Wait a minute, I hear something. What's going on, my people? Welcome back to the show. The show behind the steering wheel. Dr. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> hey, got another one for you. You know, uh, if you listen to the show any at all, or if you know me personally, uh, you know that the late 70s is kind of my sweet spot when it comes to movies. And we're going to talk about one from that time period that I've always been infatuated with. Um, it's one of those that I always wanted to see as a kid because the trailer would come on and I was always blown away blown away by what I seen. Um, not many people talk about this one. Uh, it's your typical uh, ghost story haunted house setup. Uh, it's called The Evil from 1978. So there you go, right there in that area that I really like, where you get low budget made movies but they'll have an orchestra do the score I mean, there's just there's something magical about that time period of you know they were just throwing the money you know and um, I don't know uh, excited to talk about this one uh, as always it is on Tubi so you can watch this one free uh, for show and let's talk about uh, it's directed by Gus Traconis um, low-budget director, the guy that brought us um, uh, Take This Job and Shove It, <laughs> the movie. Uh, what else did he do? The Swinging Barmaids. I mean, this guy was making, you know, some some uh, some lowbrow films for the time, but dude is actually a really good director. So he's got an interesting uh, career, to say the least. Uh, let's do a synopsis on this. A doctor and his wife purchase a dilapidated mansion, but are unaware of the darkness lurking within. They try to turn, they try to turn it from a house of the devil to uh, into a drug rehabilitation center. So yeah, uh, a doctor is wanting to buy it, bring his patients there, kind of make it a little resort. And, uh, you know, do some good for these people that are that are having, you know, troubles in their life. Pretty good setup. 5.6 out of 10. Yeah, I might put it a little higher than that, but that's, that's pretty good. Uh, reasons are why to watch. We got three words for you. Harrowing, sinister, and frightful. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely got that... Uh, it's got that weird 70s thing that I like where it's not necessarily scary in a horror sense, but it's scary in a, I don't want to say brutality. Um, you know, things got a little crazy in this time period with movies like The Entity and stuff like that where, you know, ghosts are raping people. Uh, that that kind of happens in this movie too. So it's it's got some stuff that makes you kind of go, eh, you know. They were willing to uh, push the envelope for the time, I guess. And, uh, not to give too much away. See, uh, the characters, the cast, the plot, and the tone are all fabulous and create some terrific atmospheric moments. Totally agree with that one. That's a pretty good uh, 
view on that one. Fun, entertaining, far-fetched, silly, humorous, watch for a low-budget supernatural film. Yeah, well, I don't know that it's any more humorous than any of the other ones. Uh, you know, this is basically the Amityville Horror before the Amityville, Amityville Horror. That, that's kind of the best way to put this as far as where it sits. Now, does it have the impact of, of Amityville? Absolutely not. Or we would have the evil part 17 by now, right? But uh, I don't know. If Amityville wouldn't have come along, I think this one would be talked about more. So overall, I wouldn't exactly call this a film a must-see, but it's decent enough, and you could do a lot worse. Hey, I like that. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty true. Um, it's not one of those that I just say, oh, you, you've just got to see it. Now, for me, it's kind of a perfect movie because it has all the aesthetics that I like. And again, it's going back to that 70s thing, right? Where you got people dressed up in the 70s clothes and you get the orchestration behind them doing all the mood music, but then you've got this slick, glossy production on top of it for a movie that really should be a drive-in, double-feature movie. Not, not trying to downplay this one at all, but that's what I like about this time period is, you know, they can even make a low-budget idea seem a lot more grand. And there's just something I like about that. I don't know if it's just childhood memories of going to the theater and these are the kind of things I would see but yeah getting back to this movie I, I just I always wanted to see this one and I, I've seen it three or four times by now uh, but just recently revisited and again I, I'm, I'm always surprised with this one because um, it can be a little draggy but and, and the effects are not... You're not going to see, like, super gore or anything like that. With a name like The Evil, you should expect some crazy stuff. And some crazy things happen. But it, it, it's not it's not what you think. The effects in this, I think, are pretty awesome for what they are. But they're not gross-you-out gore effects that we're used to. So that may be a pullback from this movie that most people don't like. Um... But anyways, we'll talk about that as we get into it. Let's talk about our cast. If we can get it to open. So how's this for an opener? Richard Crenna is the star of this movie. C.J. Arnold. He's, uh, you know, the one that's trying to purchase the house. Along with his wife, played by Joanna Pettit. Uh, Dr. Caroline Arnold as well. Um, we all know Richard Crenna, right? I mean, come on. When, when he's not... When he's not talking Rambo out of not killing everybody in a small town, he's buying old houses that are, you know, that are haunted. <laughs> we got Andrew Prine in this. I mean, come on. Andrew Prine's in everything, right? We always talk about him being <laughs> in the uh, the Eliminators, right? But he, he's kind of everywhere in this time period. So it's always a, a pleasure to see him. Uh, Mary Louise Weller from a little movie called Animal House. I don't know, you might have heard of it. So yeah, I mean, she's she's kind of known for that movie. We've got George O'Hanlon Sr. and George O'Hanlon Jr. Now Hanlon, been around a long time, a lot of TV, a lot of movies, you know, older actor. Well, they're all older actors now, but older actor at this time period. But his son, George, who's also in this, 
plays Pete, and Pete's kind of a, he's that typical guy that always likes to pull pranks on people, right? So you always got to have one of those, right? Every Friday the 13th movie, you got to have that guy. And uh, this movie is no different. Uh, but you may know George O'Hanlon Jr. from a little movie, let's see, what was that called? Oh, yeah, Halloween. Hello. Yep. Uh, we got, the only other person I really want to bring up is, is Victor uh, Buono, who uh, actually plays the devil in this movie. Uh, <laughs> it's funny, when I think of him, I think of Batman, the, the TV series, because he played the Pharaoh on the Batman series, and I don't know why, but it always just stands out to me. But he, the guy's been in everything. Very distinct figures. I mean, you, you can't mistake this guy for anybody else. Tons of stuff. He's been in tons of movies, TV shows. And uh, that's pretty much the only people really worth talking about. I'm sure I'm going to miss some other ones, but... Um, this movie starts off with uh, kind of a housekeeper coming in to kind of clean the place up because they know somebody's coming to look at it. So they send this guy in, and he is a nervous, alcoholic wreck because he does not want to be in this house because he knows that things are not good there, and he's talking to himself, trying to calm himself down, you know, just going to clean it up, everything's going to be fine, and he hears a noise, and you never go, it's just typical white man, right? He hears a noise and going to go find it. Who is it? What is that? You know, that kind of stuff. And he hears a noise and goes down to the furnace, and when he opens up the furnace door, it catches the dude on fire, even though there's no fire in there, but it all of a sudden just bursts into flames, catches the dude on fire, and he's just roasting, right? Then it cuts to a little later on where, you know, our, our main couple coming up to, trying to buy the house, and uh, they're taking the tour through, and everything seems fine, but the, but the, the, the female uh, that's in the group, or Dr. Caroline, think she sees a shape of some kind, right? Off in the distance, one of the rooms. And then when she looks again, it's gone, right? So she's already getting funny feelings. Well, they decide to take the house. They find out that it's built up on these old Indian grounds. Not a burial ground, but an old Indian ground that the Indians used to call, I can't remember what they call it, Devil's Finger, or I don't know, something. I screwed that up totally, I'm sure, but they called it something specific to not being a, a great place of some sort, right? Something with a little bit of evil to it. And uh, they, uh, this house was built on top of these mines, which is basically a like a sulfur mine or whatever that radiates the heat. And they used that to heat the house. So kind of inventive way of, you know, being cheap for back in the day. Um that's not really that important. I don't know why they threw all that information in there. Don't really know. But uh, they buy the house, and then it shows all of their friends that are coming. And uh, he's, he's getting a bunch of friends to come over, and they're going to do a big house cleaning party, moving in, furniture, all that good stuff. You know, you got to call your friends to help you move in. And this is an ensemble of about five people. And when they all get there... Uh, like I said, our, our, our main lady, Dr. Carolyn, she starts seeing things again in the house. There's, there's these, these busts that are over the fireplace of these heads, and she looks, and one of them turns and looks at her, which is a great effect. It looks really good. 
It's and they're made out of wood, I believe. And then later on they go and look and it's not, you know, it's exactly like the other one was. So you keep passing it off that it's something in her mind. And you can imagine as this goes on, there's an evil in the house. They find a, a, a diary of a guy that was living there. And he was talking about the evil in the house. And not a lot of information. It's more like a riddle more than anything else. And come to find out, down in the basement, there's a door that's locked shut. It looks very much like an evil dead door, except it's in a dirt floor. So you expect it to pop open and Henrietta come out, but she doesn't. Um, but someone's in my fruit cellar. <laughs> That would have took this movie up a notch, I believe. Um, but there's this cross that's been made. It's been forged. And again, the, the, our, our main character keeps seeing these these visions. And, you know, this, this kind of ghostly figure will stand in front of her and point at things. Like the fireplace. The fireplace will light up. But he points at the fire and she starts having visions of that cross being forged there in the house and it's it's on a long staff you know and come to find out this thing is basically the key or the or the lock i guess you'd say that's supposed to keep this door closed to keep the evil from coming out well richard crenna's messing around down there one day and wants to find out what's down there without listening to his wife because he doesn't believe in all this hokey pokey stuff he doesn't believe in god or the devil or any of that stuff and he's prying on the door and he can't open it and he gets called away to something else and when he does the door just pops open by itself again very evil dead ideas i wonder if they took some ideas from this movie and uh it unleashes the evil and the evil is now going around and terrorizing all the people that are there uh except richard crenna he misses it every time no matter what's going on and he never gets like rattled over any of this stuff he just kind of keeps his cool. It's like, ah, oh, well, we found a dead body in the dead waiter, or the dumb waiter. I guess it's the dead waiter, too, now. Uh, you know, no big deal. And it happens to be that, you know, they finally found the guy that, you know, was cleaning up the house earlier. And I would imagine, being that he was in there for, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to assume this is a week down the road or so. I imagine you would know something was in there because just the smell, I'm just saying. But anyways, body falls out. We get uh, a girl that's got a German Shepherd and the German Shepherd's freaking out in the house and attacks the owner. And she's like, you know, this dog's never done this before. Kaiser's never attacked me. Something weird's going on. And from that point on, all the windows and everything have bars and stuff on it. But all of a sudden, all the windows and doors just shut themselves, right? And all these effects, again, you got to remember, this is all practical effects. And all this stuff in the house moving on its own is really well done. I know that doesn't seem like much of a feat, when you, but when you watch this and you figure out how did they get, you know, windows to close themselves, these blinds to shut and all this stuff. I mean, I know there's ways to do it, but on these old houses like this, I mean, it, it had to be a task to do these things and it looks really really good um but yeah apparently our our evil in the house really likes using electricity (laughs) 
because it fries a few people. It likes to burn people up. Uh, at one point, uh, Richard Crenna is thinking about, you know, throwing a cable out of one of the windows to climb down on the outside of the house and try to go get help because everybody's locked inside and one lady's already been not raped but all of her clothes have been pulled off and just getting smacked in the face by something that's not there which is again well done the the pulling of the bodies across the floor and stuff like when they're getting hit it just really looks good folks so uh I don't know. That stuff really impresses me. You know, where it's lacking is, like I said, you, you got a pretty small cast, and there's a lot of buildup. And, I don't know. I, it, it just, it kind of, it don't really drag, but it's not very fast-paced. And, again, this is that 70s thing, right? Because we're, we're used to the slow burn. Anywho, you get down to... Only a couple of people left. And there's other things that happen too, right? Because there's dead bodies now that will just pop up and go boo and scare people into hurting themselves in an accident. You get um, Andrew Pine's character actually gets out of the house and walks across the driveway to escape. And when he steps in the grass, guess what? Quicksand. That's right. Devil's quicksand. (laughs) This podcast is brought to you by Devil's Quicksand. You go down fast. I don't know. Just making up something. But uh, so I mean, there's there's all these things, right? So again, nothing extraordinarily, you know, different about the kills. They're just really well done, and uh, I like the atmosphere of this movie. But when it comes down to it, at the end, you got Richard Crenna left and his wife, the the doctor and and, and his character. And trying to figure out why these things are happening and why she's seeing the things that nobody else is. And he finally says, well, it's because you believe. You believe in God. You believe in the devil. I don't. So that's why it's not apparent to me. So she has this you know, thing where she can see it. Well, they get told by the ghost that's in the house that the ghost isn't necessarily what's hurting them. He's trying to help. He's supposed to be a guardian of the house to keep the evil from coming back and Richard Crenna turn it loose. So they have to take this cross and go down there and end all this. And when they go down into that basement, uh, the floor basement or the, the ground dirt basement and go into that door and down there is a white room and a guy sitting on a throne, which is Victor Briono, like I said, um, and at first you're like, well, is he God? Because he's all dressed in white. He's got the white hair. And while they're having a conversation back and forth, it's obvious who he is. And the more he talks, the more he changes. Now, it's not a CGI, quick change, that kind of thing. It's a shot for shot. It goes back, and you see changes in him as it goes. And eventually you start seeing little horns like popping up out of his forehead and stuff. Again, I, it's well done. Um but yeah, it's the devil himself in this house. And uh, they end up using the cross to defend themselves, getting back out, shutting the door closed and putting the cross in there that seals the, the, the evil in the house forever. 
and then they, you know, that the house opens up, the, the doors open, they go outside, get in the car, and they take off. So there you go. That's that's pretty much this movie. Uh, if you like 70s movies, if you like Haunted Houses movies, I, I think you have to see this one. Uh, again, I was always just really intrigued by this flick, and I still like it. It's almost kind of a guilty pleasure to go back and watch it again because... I don't know. There's something about the feel of this movie I really like. It it, it feels like the Changeling and all those movies. Like I said, very Amityville just before that happened. You know, I don't I don't think the Amityville horror is really any better than this. It's just we were all told that Amityville was real, so you kind of bought into that, and that made the legacy of what that is, right? Whereas if it wasn't told that way, then I think this one would stand pretty parallel with it. Um, I say check it out. I'm I'm gonna give this a let's see, we do a uh, I'm gonna give it a three point five out of five. It's almost a four for me. So uh, let me know what you think about this one. Check it out on Tubi. Let me know what you think. Uh, I'd be interested in see what you think because again it, it's but it is a acquired taste for sure. It is a a seventies kind of slow moving movie. But it has all the things that I like about these kind of flicks. All right, folks, that's it for this one. We will, you know, check you later.